0: Welcome to the CEO.Digital Show Extra. In these episodes, Craig and I speak to business leaders for a deep dive into current technology trends and challenges.
1: We go beyond high-level strategy to bring an in-depth look at the issues and innovations not to be missed by the C-Suite.
0: You can find out more and stay up to date at CEO.Digital.
1: Darcy, I missed the last episode. Tell me about your interview with Alvaro and what did you guys
0: discuss? It was a great interview, great to speak to Alvaro. Obviously, Adobe is such a well-recognized brand and you know one that we know for exceptional digital experiences I really enjoyed speaking with Alvaro on some particular customer success stories we talked about some really diverse brands and some quite traditional ones too such as like you know TSB in banking and Asprey uh, one of the world's oldest jewelers and how they've really pivoted to kind of offering incredible digital experiences in this age where you know we've had to find ways to be more connected. Remotely.
1: Well as a fellow marketer, I'm really keen to listen to this episode. So let's get stuck in, shall we?
0: Let's do it. Our guest this week is Alvaro Del Pozo, VP of International Marketing at Adobe. Alvaro now plays a prominent role in delivering Adobe's marketing strategy internationally, having gained extensive experience in the unique Asia-Pacific and Japan regions previously. Before he joined Adobe in 2019, Alvaro was the COO and served on the board of OneAffinity Australia, helping global brands deliver impactful messages with IT influencers. Alvaro also spent 17 years at Dell Technologies, spearheading the company's digital transformation in the region. Now at Adobe, he drives the brand thought leadership, demand generation, measurement and insight strategies spanning the company's efforts around the globe. Alvaro, welcome to the CEO Digital Show.
1: Darcy, thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. Um, As our listeners will have heard from that uh, accolade-filled introduction, you've had a very technology-focused career so far, Alvaro, but you've also had a truly global career too. Can you tell us a little bit about your background uh, career so far and how you found your way to Adobe today?
1: Sure, maybe um, we'll go by the numbers. Uh, 30 years in in technology, like you've mentioned, uh, both hardware and software, you're roughly seventy percent of that time I spent in marketing roles, twenty percent in sales, so I've carried a quota. Yeah, and ten percent, which is where I began my career, was in software development. So, I'm uh, I actually began life coding in COBOL. Believe it or not, <laughs> such a long time ago. And in addition to personally growing up in Sydney in Australia, I've had the privilege and really life adventure of my work taking me for six years to Asia, uh, specifically Malaysia and Singapore. Two years in the US, where I had a real adventure being based out of Austin, Texas. Uh, and now the adventure continues with two years in counting in Europe, where I've been based out of London. And uh, it's the diverse background uh, and influences that I've had that really impact uh, and define my leadership style. So, Um, structured, data-driven, results orientated, and certainly very much have a global mindset. Mm. Prior to Adobe, I had the experience of deploying Adobe software across what was then um, my marketing responsibility as Asia-Pacific and Japan, head of Asia-Pacific and Japan marketing um, at Dell Technologies. And it it was game-changing. Without exaggerating it was really like experiencing and seeing the future of marketing Mm -hmm. the impact it had on my marketing team their effectiveness their ability to scale but also the credibility and insights we could bring to the broader organization were incredible so i made a decision to do more of that with my life with my career and to join the leader uh, and that was adobe Importantly, the attraction with Adobe was not just a technology aspect of marketing, but it was the creative heritage of the company. Because I also quickly learned after two years of deploying technology and seeing our operations scale uh, and, and drive greater effectiveness, return on marketing investment, that at the center of that scaled out organization, there also needed to be the power of a big idea. And that's a creative and emotional connection with your customers that's still critically important to the overall effectiveness of marketing. Because after all, you know, we live in the intersection of science and art. And that's what I love about marketing as a career.
0: I love that, yeah. As a as a fellow marketer, I've yeah never heard it summed that way, but that is exactly what it is—the intersection of science and art, as you say. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about what your current role at Adobe involves, and you know what excites you about it in particular? Sure, I'm. Uh,
1: I tell people I've been at Adobe now for a little bit over three years. Half of that was spent based out of Sydney, running Asia Pacific uh, marketing on behalf of Adobe, and then. About 80 months ago, I relocated to London. I had a six month opportunity to run EMEA marketing. Uh, Then Adobe reorganized and created an international division. Within that international division, it encompasses EMEA, uh, Asia Pacific, and Japan. So six months on, I got my great Asia Pacific team and geography back. They added Japan for a little bit of flavor. Um, So now I'm head of all of international, that entire geography, for Adobe um, as well. I tell people it's been the fastest three years of my life. There's never been a moment where I haven't been running as fast as possible to keep up. But it's all been an incredible adventure. What I'm excited about, I'm excited about still, and one of the key reasons I joined Adobe, again, is to enable our customers to realize their business potential And to enable marketers specifically to realize their potential um, as well. Certainly the joy of working at Adobe as a marketer is that if I do my job well, more marketers will benefit from Adobe technology. And then secondarily, I get to spend my life, a lot of my life, talking to people that I love spending time with. And that's both inside Adobe, it's marketers, and externally our customers and our key contacts at brands are marketers. So it's a virtuous cycle yeah. as well. I'm super excited about that.
0: Fantastic. And, you know, as you mentioned, Adobe is, of course, you know, a very well-known and established company. And it's impossible to have a conversation at the moment with talking about how different businesses have had to pivot and change and adapt since the start of the pandemic. And although Adobe is an established organization, it's a dynamic one. So how did things change at Adobe kind of since the start of the pandemic? How did you adapt? For us, it's
1: been um, not so much a pivot, but an acceleration. If any company was digitally centric and obsessed, it's Adobe. Um, in in all aspects of our business, whether it's a creativity for all conversation with our creative cloud, whether it's digitizing documents and workflows through our digital documents business, or it's helping businesses to compete in a digital economy through our experience cloud solutions. That's been our life leading up to the pandemic and the pandemic accelerated that. It accelerated that because our more of our customers needed to grab on our solutions to sometimes survive, but in many cases uh, thrive as well. The one more thing I'll say, in addition to acceleration, I think what benefited us through the last 18 months is the leadership response to the crisis. So our leadership came out very early in a, in a very authentic and high frequency communication manner. And very clearly told the employees that they were the number one priority. Immediately, within days of this thing becoming a certainty that we're in a crisis, employees became the priority. Employee safety became the priority in all aspects uh, of that. And There were numerous programs which had dramatic impact on our employees, connection with the leadership and connection with the company that saw us through um, the pandemic and it really healthy way between leaders and and employees. Secondarily, we focused on our customers. Mm. And in there, initially, we went and had many important conversations around how we help them through this crisis and whether it's changed financial terms or commercial terms with those customers, accelerated deployment uh, of solutions, or just been giving them opportunities to spend some of their time learning more or re-educating some of their staff with regards to their digital competency, we made a dramatic impact and a fast move in that direction. And then last, we focused on ensuring that our business was was healthy so that we could complete that cycle. And that sequence in that that order um, was really important, I think, to our um, having had, uh, gone through the crisis to date successfully.
0: Definitely. I think it's so important what you said, you know, really putting the people first. So Alvaro, how, you know, you talked about how kind of Adobe adapted as a business, um, but, you know, we also had to kind of change the way we did marketing. So how did you kind of adapt and amend your own marketing efforts uh, to ensure you were still connecting with your potential buyers?
1: Yeah, it's um, where I stand today, it's almost difficult to remember anything different to the way we operate. It's been this this scenario has lasted longer sometimes than my memory. But if I force myself to think back 18 months ago, um, I think we, I walked out of the office on the 16th of March and, and about a month later, we orchestrated one of our uh, largest and global events as a company, Adobe Summit, in 2020. And so we pivoted from what was going to be a 24,000 in-person event in Vegas uh, to a what ended up being a 250,000 uh, wow. attended event digitally in the space of what was about three to four weeks. Uh, so our agility in that moment, uh, our people in that moment were uh, incredible. And, uh, you know, I look back on that. And I've reviewed some of the videos since, and they're raw. Uh, our executives are at home. Um, maybe some, you know, the the background isn't what it is today. I think we've learned a little bit. The quality of the video, the audio isn't as curated as we can do now, even remotely. But it was authentic, it was genuine, and we got out there and we led. Uh, and our customers were incredibly. Uh, grateful that we showed up in that moment and we continue to put out a positive message about digital digital transformation and that we were there to support them through that period. So that was that. My team across international were equally um, as impressive. Uh, We had 250 in-person events that we had intended to execute through the March-April-May period and in a space of three weeks we pivoted all of them, every single one of them, to a virtual event. We did not skip a beat. And it talks to the culture inside of Adobe, but it also talks to the tools uh, that we leverage and that we could flex when we weren't into a virtual environment. The progression of that has been the improvement in our ability to tell our story in a virtual format in a more interesting and compelling way. And I think... Our skills in that area have dramatically progressed in the space of the last 12 months where I now, you know, um, it's almost like we put on a Netflix series um, for our customers where we tell multiple stories across episodes, all of, all of it uh, in digital format, all of it with amazing quality as well. So we've done an amazing transition and an acceleration of our ability to execute virtual.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, those uh, kind of timeframes you pulled out, those numbers are an incredible <laughs> timeline in which to pivot. And I think you're totally right in the kind of of where content is going. You know, it has forced us to be creative and, you know, responsive. Uh, and clearly Adobe has managed to do that. I'd love to touch on, you know, we were talking about Adobe Creative Cloud earlier, you know, Adobe itself has you know, really strong community ties with with the creative community as a whole. How have they been affected by the pandemic, and what is Adobe doing to help support these professions?
1: Yeah, I think the the creative community has been equally affected um, by by the pandemic. The response from Adobe again was immediate. Um, we We made available um, free copies of our software for disadvantaged communities in, in many instances. Um, we held weekend uh, free education sessions for designers, but designers including their families. Uh, and that was both to address uh, a need and a thirst for to improve their digital competency, but also we stretched, which I thought was amazing, um, to look for opportunities to keep the families, including the children of those communities, entertained and learning in a constructive manner by engaging in digital education and Adobe Pro. And that was incredibly well deserved. We reached out to uh, marginalized, disadvantaged communities, and again, we helped them in many commercial terms. We also helped them in terms of running competitions, uh, artistic competitions, where we elevated the best of those communities to a position where they could pursue a creative career uh, as a result of that uh, engagement with Adobe. So, uh, in many ways, I think. We, the fact that we were connected uh, in an authentic way with our key communities meant that when we went into a crisis, we could respond um, effectively because we're in tune uh, with that community. And that talks to uh, brand authenticity, which I think is really important coming in and during a crisis.
0: Definitely. I mean, you know, it's clear that the COVID-19 pandemic response necessitated a wholesale shift towards digital channels, as we've touched on whether that is, you know, through marketing, uh, through educational efforts. And, you know, this has brought about a new focus on experience. And I believe this is something that Adobe has been even more interested in of late. Can you tell us a little bit more about the research you did with LSE recently on this?
1: Sure, Dusty. We work with the LSC, the London School of Economics, on our new era of experience research, um, which surveyed CIOs and business leaders to find out how business and consumer behaviors have changed as a result of the pandemic uh, and to identify traits of companies that will thrive uh, in the post pandemic landscape that we're now um, entering optimistically I say we're entering. Uh, By looking at how businesses responded to the pandemic from a leadership and technology perspective, we were able to define three archetypes, survivors, hiders, and thrivers. Thrivers make up about 25% of brands. So um, that's an interesting statistic to keep in mind. Mm. Uh, These businesses Took the opportunity to increase technology investment and transform through the pandemic, prior and through the pandemic. And from a leadership perspective, they embraced flexibility and adaptability, making decisions quickly, decisively, and set a culture built around trust. Hiders, the category which most businesses fall into, invested just enough to remain competitive in the short term but did not grasp the opportunity to transform and get fit for the long term. And then finally, Survivors, the final category, comprised around one third of all businesses, and this is across Europe, so it's very tailored uh, in terms of the, the results. They got by on the bare minimum and made the most dramatic spending cuts during the pandemic. Their leadership was the most cautious and also disconnected, unfortunately, from day-to-day business activity and customer interactions. Unsurprisingly, they suffered the largest financial impact. Uh, and what we saw was an average drop of about 50%. And coming into the post-pandemic landscape, with a lot of work to do and investments to make in order to meet the digital expectations you know, of, of today's world, because uh, the world has changed around them as
0: well. Definitely. Yeah, there's some really incredible results. I mean, I wonder, kind of, do you think that there is now a new appreciation for experience from senior leadership?
1: Without a doubt, it's clear in my mind. You know, I'm outside of the robust and extensive survey that, um, sorry, research results that came out of that new era uh, content with LSC. My personal experience with many customers over the the last 18 months is that there's been a fundamental change in the way that senior executives uh, relate to digital. And maybe, you know, I put it this way. uh, If you think about the generation that survived the Great Depression and how, you know, they're often characterized as saving for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. I think about the psychological impact on leaders who have gone through the pandemic and how they relate to digital as a consequence of the pandemic. And I think the relationship and the priority for digital, uh, digital as a survival instinct, uh, is fundamentally changed forever. It's a survival instinct for many now uh, as a consequence of that because The unthinkable happened Yeah, and leaders know now that that can happen
0: again. Absolutely. I mean, could you maybe share kind of, do you have any customer success stories uh, that you can share with us on this topic?
1: Sure. Um, I think the financial sector has been incredible in its response to the pandemic. I know the relationship I have with my bank um, coming into and then through the the pandemic has dramatically shifted. A lot more of it now is managed through my mobile phone and I'm a happier customer for it as well. But um, specifically, TSB, a fantastic Adobe customer, uh, reacted almost instantly to the disruption um, caused by COVID. And they used uh, Adobe Sign uh, and Adobe XD, so our digital signatures product and our app development uh, product to launch a number of uh, you know vital uh, forms online in under a week once the pandemic hit, and they re- they're removing the need for most of their customers to risk leaving their homes and visit their local branches, and, and it was both the speed and the quality of what they released that was that was so impressive. Uh, after just eight weeks, the bank processed over 80,000 interactions online, reducing around 15,000 potential in branch meetings, uh, visits from their customers. Uh, so it was a really impressive response. Um, and maybe at the other end of the spectrum, uh, a company called Asprays. Uh, maybe the thing that's not known about Asprays by everyone is that they are actually one of the oldest luxury brands in the world. They've been around for 245 years. And they had to dramatically uh, change the way they operated. And they launched the Asprey Digital uh, Studio and changed their entire production process from the way they conceptualized uh, to design, prototyping, sales, and after-sales support. Because you can imagine... Prior to the pandemic, they were a very bespoke, extremely high-end company, and they quickly pivoted uh, to digital. Mm. And today, Asprey's digital-first customer journey allows it to connect to clientele with artisans, craftspeople around the world in a truly new and game-changing, personalized way. Uh, And it still rings true to their premium brand, though. So maybe those are two diverse examples that I can give you.
0: Yeah, I think those two great examples, especially because, as you said, you know, first of all, the finance industry, which is in itself quite a traditional industry, and, you know, to see the way that it has adapted and developed... Uh, is is astonishing and also yeah the same the same for asprey as you mentioned you know being quite a heritage luxury brand uh the idea of you know being able to kind of recreate that luxury experience and connection online it you know it's fundamentally changing the relationships that they can and will build with their customers.
1: Yeah and, and the deepest story with aspreys that that I really liked was the fact that they had a they have a catalogue of of their design products that had never been digitized before and now in their partnership with adobe it's digitized and that's given them both an ability to drive in phenomenal efficiencies within their company but also engage their clientele with a broader portfolio of options second one of the things they said that changed dramatically was their ability to engage their ecosystem uh, and the working dynamic that they had with their ecosystem so they work with artists uh, exclusive artists, people that designed the trophy for the Premier League here in, uh, in Europe, who work in faraway places, isolated places, that's their preference, you know, is the classic uh, you know, thing you might think, and it actually happens. Their ability to work with those artisans uh, remotely in an effective manner through digital design and digital workflows has dramatically changed this company will operate moving forward.
0: Fantastic. Moving on a little bit more, uh, you know, looking a bit more kind of internally and that uh, business relationships, I find it really interesting the way you've experienced not just the sales and marketing side, but also the technology side, obviously your roots in the technology industry. Uh, you mentioned you started out in a bit of coding and, you know, as experience driven transformation continues to change the way the world does business. Obviously, you know, digital leaders have had to innovate and evolve. You know, we're getting kind of IT and, and transformation involved in, in so many different functions because it's part of everything we do. So specifically, how has the CIO and the CMO role and relationship altered because of this?
1: I think the, the CIO and the CMO role have been coming together for at least uh, the last 10 years if not a little bit longer as technology initially hardware became pervasive across the organization and became critical to driving employee experience customer experience and the virtual cycle again that that generates in terms of business outcomes Mm. Um, that's now transitioned to a software-enabled employee experience a software-enabled customer experience in a digital format and again the positive outcomes if you do that well uh, for the business overall, customer, employee, business flow as well, and at the centre of that has been the CIO, whose role has transformed from being an infrastructure provider. Uh, nowadays, if you in a survey we recently uh, conducted with CIOs and launched as part of our uh, summit, uh, summit twenty twenty one this year, uh, they certainly feel that their role has extended to drive a much broader agenda than infrastructure, and specifically they play a critical role in experience. And where the CIO and the CMO come together is in, again, the technology and the message and the emotion that you wanna deliver uh, your customers in the context of a digital experience. And so that collaboration is critical. The second thing that CIOs are increasingly embracing is that they need to be the drivers of cultural and cross-organizational change. Uh, Technology uh, is at its best when it's not siloed, and and, um, especially data. And when you start to bring data together, uh, you start to arrive at insights and opportunities to drive better employee experience and better customer experience. The CIOs need to take the lead and push out those insights across the organization and drive cultural change uh, so that, the again, a business can transform and uh, realize its potential as well. Those are the two main ones, I think.
0: So, Avara, before we get into our uh, quickfire round, which we use to close off every episode, I wanted to talk to you about authenticity. I mean, you spoke earlier about kind of, you know, Adobe's response to the pandemic and you touched on both brand authenticity and authentic leadership. How important is this for ensuring your company can weather any crisis?
1: I think it's important for all companies, not just Adobe. I think that the, the two things that are clear um, if we're midway or coming out of this uh, crisis, you decide, is that uh, forward-thinking leadership is critical. Uh, we covered that in the new era. And, and the second one is that connection with your, the communities and the customers you serve is also critical. I think one of the reasons that we have survived and thrived through the pandemic is because we were connected, very well connected with the communities that we serve, particularly, you know, the design and creative communities that Adobe is so closely connected with as well. So when there was social disruption that inevitably came, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, when emotions were high and brands were called upon to respond, we could respond in a way that was connected with our heritage, consistent to our pre-pandemic behaviours, and authentic in the moment. Mm. And I think that made all the difference, that it allowed us to continue to push through, remain connected, remain relevant, and importantly, uh, helpful in the moment to those communities that needed our support.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks, Alvaro. I think uh, all of our listeners will really benefit from those insights. Uh, so now it's time for a few slightly more fun questions where we get to learn a bit more about you as a person. So I want to start off by asking you, what do you do to unwind? I'm a, I'm a
1: lifelong tennis player.
0: And um,
1: I found that more often than not, opportunities, even when when lockdown was you know, freed up a little bit here in London um, I had an opportunity to at least stand at the other end of a tennis court uh, with another individual nowhere near inside or within breathing distance and play a game of tennis was super important to getting through it all uh, good exercise good to breathe air outside of my home office it was fantastic
0: oh definitely yeah it's so important I think for all of us you know to have that kind of Physical exercise and, you know, being able to get outside and do something you love, especially in these times where we were locked up. Uh, And I also wanted to ask you, Alvaro, what were some of your early influences and what experiences affected your approach to marketing and growing business?
1: Yeah, I, I think we covered earlier on that I spent 17 years at Dell, which was a PC business. And the PC business runs on limited operating margin and needs to operate at scale. As a consequence and the efficiency of your execution is the determinant between profit and loss Uh, and I view my professional responsibility through that lens more often than not how do I do things that I can do thousands of times super efficiently to drive both a good customer outcome but also a great financial result for the company
0: Fantastic. And just one last question I wanted to ask you. Obviously Adobe are, you know, digital leaders and produce some excellent content. You know, you gave some examples earlier, but I wondered you yourself, you know, kind of what sort of content do you enjoy engaging with? Do you have any particular podcasts or books you're engaging with at the moment? I,
1: I think um I think I've discovered podcasts in the last year in a much more meaningful way than I had previously. Like I think like most people Mm -hmm. um, and podcasts have become an incredibly high mix of my personal time and that includes everything from fun things like Conan O'Brien and his podcast, which I find really quite a good um, mental release uh, to Joe Rogan, who's obviously obviously the most notorious high profile podcaster, to Louis Thoreau, who I've also been listening to. So every week, my uh, list of podcasters that I listen to grows and you, Darcy, are part of it as well.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I was going to say, <laughs> I hope we get added. Perfect. Oh, well, thank you so much, Alvaro. It was a pleasure speaking to you and, you know, hearing uh, some insights from an incredibly renowned technology company. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you.
0: And thank you to our listeners. Um, You can obviously rate, review, subscribe. You can stay up to date at CEO.digital. And if you do visit CEO.digital, you'll see more of the great work that we're doing with Adobe, which includes fantastic content and a series of networking events. We have the next ones coming up in August. So please do go there and sign up to join us. Thank you very much.